To save two worlds is twice as much fun. Worlds a Kilter, Volume One, written by A. J. Bakke, narrated by Mary Ann Weathers. Prologue. In the distance of eons past, upon a world known as Dirt, there was a vast lake spread long and wide between the blanket of thick forests that separated the waters from towering, majestic mountains. Not only was this lake the biggest lake upon this planet, this lake had a destiny. Not many lakes get something like that. It was an obscure destiny. And the lake wouldn't have wanted it if it had known what it meant. Lucky for the lake, it was blithely unaware of its future. It acted as all lakes generally do, without a thought for the passage of time. It was home to a myriad of water creatures that lived and died according to the fine balance of nature's laws. Land-dwelling animals visited and lived around the lake. The water spread out beyond the eye's ability to see the far distant shore. Generally placid, broken now and then by the interference of wildlife and weather, little did the lake know, but the arrival of a migrating flock of ducks would herald its eventual demise. Not quite the destiny it would have chosen for itself. On behalf of the ducks, it wasn't intentional. They unwittingly brought with them tiny freeloaders that became known as lake slugs. They may have gone by a different name before, but their minuscule minds didn't really care. Much less comprehend any particular identification. What they did understand and were quite skilled at was building tunnels beneath the water, tunnels that would protect their young until they were old enough to join the constant procession of cement slime secreting adults. The lake slugs had no fear of even the darkest depths of the lake as they began to slowly build their mighty fortresses, starting with pillars that reached almost to the surface of the water. Interlacing limbs were then painstakingly made into winding, twisting designs that spread between and connected to other main pillars, an underwater maze that grew at a snail's pace, or in this case, a slug's. It wasn't until several hundred years later that the structures truly began to impact the wildlife of the waters. The larger predators found themselves unable to navigate the ever-growing tangle of impenetrable rock-like substance. Slowly, they perished and eventually vanished, to leave nothing but skeletons on which the smaller scavengers fed. This preceded another problem: a thin type of vicious eel was left to breed unchecked. They became the new rulers of the sea with voracious appetites and would give rabbits a run for their grass on who could multiply faster. They ate everything in sight except for the acrid lake slugs that were too disgusting to consider as food. When the supply of other live animals was depleted, the eels turned toward vegetarianism out of desperation and devoured the underwater plant life. When that source of food became scarce, they resorted to cannibalism. One must give them credit that they managed to survive on salads before compromising their fishy morals to eat one another. Inevitably, the eels vanished as well. Nothing but the lake slugs were left. And their numbers were dwindling due to the lack of resources their mindless existence had caused. Even the land-dwelling animals ceased to visit the lake as it became something tepid and unappealing. It radiated badness and might as well have put up signs that said "Stay away, contamination." The very last lake slug eked out its final existence, working on the endless maze that had wrought so much passive havoc before the last of its energy ran out.
it drifted free to slowly float through dismal waters before it later bloated in death and popped up to the top like a malformed balloon. It even made the proper sound of ploop when it bobbed to the surface. Nothing particularly interesting happened to the lake for the next set of decades to pass over its outcast waters. Then, it was as if the very molecules themselves decided they were tired of their miserable existence and faded away. Some might theorize that they decided to embark on a journey, eroding away a portion of land to leak on as a river to meet new waters. Whatever happened, the vast lake decided it was finished with the wretched place and abandoned its home, leaving behind an intricate forest of rock built within the huge drop of a wide chasm.